Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I am your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by only two people because apparently this was a crazy work week for everybody. Um, but thank you, my two friends. First, uh, host of her own podcast and a general lover of all things media, we have Nicole Sweeney. Hello. Hello. Uh, and uh, your podcast is, of course, uh, Snark Squad Pod. Yeah. Which you can find where? Uh, you can find probably wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Excellent. And then, of course, we have my usual co-host and bitter rival, Matthew Gatos. Hello. Hello. I'm really stuffy, so I apologize for the way this is going to sound in your headphones. Yeah. It, you know, it's that time of year. Yep. So we're all just shambling through life at this point. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one You're looking big... for an uplifting podcast. <laughs> this isn't the one. Um, one big announcement. We here at Real Bad are now part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Um, you can find out more about Cage Club and all of the many podcasts that they do if you go to uh, cageclub.me. Um, or you can just hashtag Cage Club on Twitter and see everybody who's talking about it. Uh, this is really cool for me. I'm very excited about it. And uh, we'll have more information about their shows later on. So... Uh, but today, we're going to be talking about a classic bad movie. Classic in the sense of old. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, Matt and I were talking about this earlier that we, we'd we been doing a lot of modern and um, sequels and things like that in comic book movies that both of us wanted to do. Something that was older and cuter, I think. Um, and uh, so we decided to go with Reefer Madness, um, which is a 1936 film piece Maybe. of... I saw some things about it being 1938, and it's apparently miscredited sometimes as the wrong year. There's a lot of things, uh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, that will because there was into. no actual copyright claim. For right, the 30s. Yeah, it was from the 30s and into the 40s, uh, and it was uh, a piece of propaganda. And I love talking about propaganda, so <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm excited to talk about this film. And uh, interestingly. I did not know that there was a musical version of this until Nicole told me about it. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. And then I greatly enjoyed that. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love that musical. It's one of my favorites. I bought the musical when I was, I think, a freshman in college because of my love of Kristen Bell. and Who is wonderful. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's, she's fantastic in it. And uh, yeah, I had... So I saw the musical first, but then the original movie is one of the bonus features on the DVD for the musical. So I definitely watched it at, at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, when I was in college. But watching it again for this, there were things that I was like, oh, okay. Like sort of <laughs> sort of dimly forgot, but like it is is very it's, it's like it's on the nose. It's it's they, oh, yeah, they like <laughs> they were like, yep, <laughs> you don't really need to do anything to it to make it uh, <laughs> like we're adding some songs, but otherwise the yeah. satire writes itself. Now they make one guy into an actual like axe murderer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the- they yeah they 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 take a, a few liberties here and there, but, <laughs> but beyond yeah. that, no, you're you're 100 right. Uh, but before we get too far into this, we have to do our 60 second plot dump where we explain the plot, which is pretty simple. For uh, Reefer Madness, and just because he hasn't done it in a while, Matt. Yeah, I took thorough notes again, (laughs) which I have been doing for a while, and then like I don't keep, I keep not getting picked, and I'm like, well, I have this notebook full of thorough plots of bad (laughs) movies now. 
hundred years from now, somebody's going to dig it up. Yeah, and be like, be like, what in the... This is what Wikipedia was. He, <laughs> he made all of these movies. Yeah, this man had a lot of very bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, this one guy wrote all of these horrible movies. You know, good on him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 60 second plot. Yeah, 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 you know. There's something to be said for being prolific. Yeah. Uh, 60 second plot dump of Reefer Madness. Matt, in three, two... One. All right, we start with a principal speaking to a room of parents about the dangers of marijuana, and he begins to tell them a story about May and Jack, who run a drug house of some sort, uh, That and they bring teens over to party. These teens include Jimmy, Billy, Ralph, and Blanche. Uh, Billy is an all-American boy who tries weed for the first time at their party. Uh, Jimmy, one of his friends, runs over an old man at some point. Uh, <laughs> Mary, who is also an all-American good girl, finds her way to the den uh, almost gets raped by uh, Ralph at one point, which then Bill tries to fight off Ralph. Uh, Jack tries to stop him from fighting and tries to pistol whip him. The gun goes off and shoots Mary. Uh, then Jack frames Bill for that. Bill is found guilty, and Ralph wants to tell the truth. And so Jack tries to kill him, and then Ralph kills Jack, and then Blanche tells the cops everything, and then she kills herself, and then Bill's let free, Ralph's put on trial, and then the movie just kind of ends. Yes, <laughs> that is uh, that is absolutely one hundred percent correct. The movie yeah. just sort of ends. It, yep. it uh, ends when I thought everything was going to get real crazy. Really, I thought Ralph was going to murder everyone in that courtroom. Well, it's interesting huh. because in the musical, Ralph does go completely over the edge. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I have not like, seen the musical. I think you'd enjoy. I've it. seen clips from the musical after I like wrote that down, like while I was watching, because I like saw clips on YouTube and I was like, "This is good." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it in. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. You of can fun. check it out. It's a blast. It's it's really. I like, saw a clip and I was like, "Alan Cumming, Kristen Bell. Yeah. what is this? Yeah, the Crypt yeah. Keeper is playing Ralph. What? <laughs> like, and he's so good. Yeah. Like it's everyone in it is very good. Yeah. So yeah, you uh, you got that. Um, it's a lot of just people trying to kill people, people trying to rape people, people going to jail. Well, that's definitely the last 10 minutes. Yeah, most know. of that stuff does happen in the latter half of the yeah. movie. Right. The first half, not much happens at all besides, hey, teens, want some drugs? Yeah. Yes. And then several of the drug dealers going, we shouldn't be selling to teens. Although the drug boss is maybe my favorite character in the movie because he's only got two scenes. <laughs> and the first time he's there, both times he has some innuendo. Mm-hmm. The first time he's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he says something about like, uh, what about you want to retire permanently and like clearly threatening the man that no 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 you got to deliver it properly which is <laughs> I'm perfectly fi- fine with you retiring <laughs> permanently <laughs> <laughs> yes and then there's other one uh, later on I'm not remembering the exact wording of it but he's also alluding to saying that Jack should kill Ralph <laughs> I think it's just done in hand signals but he says like... something about like take care of yes <laughs> very much of like if you hear what i mean <laughs> it's like yeah dude also you're just a drug boss you could just say let's kill this man you're your drug boss running the numbers on your drugs at your drug desk <laughs> always always <laughs> yeah there's we it's... got more drugs coming in <laughs> see yeah. yeah although that's okay my big question about this entire movie, mm-hmm. there's going to be probably more. but The, the one question. One, no, this is it, Matt. I said make the big it, one. Make it good. There could be small questions. 
were they selling those kids drugs? Because all I saw was them giving them drugs. This is a big <laughs> problem with this movie. Yes. Is I am not sure. I as far I understand. Like I get the fact that they were maybe trying to get him hooked. That's what I thought. Was like okay, so Jack is clearly going to his drug boss, getting the drugs, coming back to get these kids hooked on drugs, and then to sell them drugs potentially. But, but we no, never see the, that. yeah, the transactions never happen. They never happen. No, mm-hmm. I, I mean that's. The thing, though, is this movie is clearly made by people (laughs) who have never had, like, any actual interaction with pot. Like, like they just, they don't know what they're talking about at all. Or drugs. Oh, yeah, or drugs, yes. But, like, specifically marijuana. This is true. The behaviors that people exhibit in this (laughs) film, like, I have been around people who have been stoned, like, out of their minds. And no one has ever behaved like most of the people in oh, this yeah, film. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. The, like, yeah, the behaviors are, are utterly absurd, have nothing to do yeah. with... And the ones even no. alluded to of like, ah, yeah, this kid got hooked on weed and he murdered his family with an axe. It's like, <laughs> no one does any of that. <laughs> that's, that's not, and some of it is harmless and funny. Like, yes. like that. And then some of it is like, it's wor- there's a point at which they actually say it's like worse than heroin. Yes, yeah. they do. Which is like, yeah. whoa. whoa. They bring hey, up like uh, other, a bunch of other drugs and opiates and all this stuff. And they say like, but the worst of them all is yeah. marijuana. And you're like, no. No, no, no not that even kind of. Like, that is clearly, objectively, factually yeah. inaccurate. <laughs> I mean, and I love throughout this whole movie, every single person smokes cigarettes. Regardless yep. of yeah. like, there's they don't there's never a hesitation of like, do you smoke? Like everyone's just like, hand me a cigarette, I'll take a cigarette. Mary, yeah, Mary Lane, especially yeah. that was that was the thing. Like the the way that she gets, you know, that she gets high for the first time because it's she's like the the purest yeah. of the kids. Yeah. Like she would never smoke weed willingly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like never knowingly and intentionally. And but Ralph offers her a cigarette, and she thinks that it's like tobacco. And she's yeah. like, oh yeah, but of course. <laughs> yeah. Every single person in this movie just smokes. All the time. I mean, that's every single person back in the 1930s, like at least in Hollywood, man. I, yeah, I guess like, in the you, movies, that's, that is true. Yeah, like if you look at, like, they just smoked, like, all the time. And it looks really cool in cinema. That's why they <laughs> did it. Well, like, we I need mean, to fog up this room. Everyone toke yeah, up. Yeah, come on, come on, hurry up. Yeah. But, like, it adds atmosphere. It's a great prop for actors to have. I mean, like. Humphrey Bogart, holy crap. Yeah. If you just, the man could act a scene with just a cigarette and it was magnificent. So even there, even people into the 90s that could do it really well, John Travolta was one that like you give him a cigarette and all of a sudden the scene becomes much better. Like he just knew how to it act with a cigarette. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and gesture with, and, and I don't know. So, so there is that, but also like, I mean. Even if you watch in through the 60s and 70s, like everyone was smoking. People were smoking on planes. People were smoking <laughs> on like there's a scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where Harrison Ford gets on the plane. And people are already smoking. Yeah. Like it's like we haven't even taken off yet. Can you imagine being <laughs> trapped in an airplane? God. With, with people smokers. smoking. Ugh. No. Good God. I mean, I guess in fairness to everyone listening, none of us smoke. So uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Probably you have we different may, opinions. We may be at the wrong uh, crowd for this one. I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, because I I grew up with uh, like my dad smoking a lot, and like so I was like always around smoke. Uh, not a fan of it, but it was like I think as a kid I would not have noticed getting on an airplane full of sure. smokers. Sure. Now yeah, sure. I would get on and be like, "This is terrible." <laughs> uh, no, this is unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. But um, if it had just always been a thing, like restaurants and bars when we were younger, like 
still some of them I grew still up had. in California and that was outlawed in California when I was like quite young. Oh really? Uh, yes. I See, was, Chicago it took I a rem- while. Actually I remember when we moved to Missouri like being shocked because it, it uh, Missouri outlawed it right around the time I graduated from high school yeah. but when we moved to Missouri when I was a sophomore in high school and like going into restaurants <laughs> and they could smoke in restaurants and I was like ah what yeah. is happening? Like, like this the, is... <laughs> having, like I remember like going to IHOP in high school and be like smoking or non-smoking. Yeah. Yeah. And, being like, asked that again yeah. when now, we moved to the, the Midwest. the idea like, what? of like Sitting in an IHOP and smelling cigarette smoke yeah. grosses me out. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah not, no. not, doesn't make me want to eat anything. No. no. Well, and this, like, I went to a restaurant when I was a little kid called Perko's, and I still remember this because my grandfather was a smoker. You go in, and there was smoking and non-smoking, and it was just separated by a, a metal bar. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the, it. The, yeah. There's, There's no not, like, air. like, a room this that's is, closed off. This is not how air works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, you're yeah. still... Smoking. You're right. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would want to live in this movie. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I, I would. I would not want to do that either. But there's also a lot of other reasons I wouldn't want to live in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, the interesting thing to me is I found this movie through Rift Tracks. So through the guys from MST3K, they did it, and I hadn't seen it. I had heard about it. Yeah. But I hadn't seen it, and I didn't know what I was expecting. But they did. Um, I think it was 20th Century Fox through Legend Films did a colorized version of it. And so it was a big release on April 20th. And they <laughs> get uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's when I watched it. And I just had a hoot watching it. Like yeah. this is a it's a ridiculous movie. And it's ridiculous not just because of how people act and how they misunderstand marijuana and and how earnest they are. Like you said. So earnest. Yeah. Like you said on the nose. Like that is your quote. And that is what this movie is. This movie is on the fucking nose. And it's it's one of the things that like my screenwriting professors, that was the first warning note they ever gave anyone was always like this line is on the nose. What does that mean? Let's break it down. (laughs) And it's just the idea of like you're saying exactly what you mean with absolutely no nuance with and 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 you know the character is is just at the beginning just saying oh i love you very much and it's like why what where does that come from <laughs> that's just on the nose we don't need to know that yeah and yeah and you're you're robbing your audience of being able to do any of the detective work speaking of detective work <laughs> one of go my, on one of my favorite on the nose moments in this movie is suddenly in the middle of the movie we get the principal who we saw at the beginning of the movie telling the story. He's in, woven himself in. He, yeah, he's in the story, which I, I like to believe that like he made up this part. Like, I do too. To tell the people in the room because what happens is he goes to the FBI. <laughs> the principal of this high school is at the FBI and the FBI agent is like, we feds can do nothing to stop these drugs. The real power is with the educators. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like it feels like something that this guy would have, and then I yeah. have all the responsibility yeah. and power. I went to the FBI. They said they can't do anything. It's on us. It's like actually, he went to the door. The FBI is like, "Hey, can you let me in?" And they're like, "No, dude." He's like, ah, "I'll show you. I'll stop all the drugs myself." It is such a bizarre thing. He is the storyteller, yeah. right, of this whole thing, and. Uh, He's is he played by Alan Cummings? Alan, that his, yeah, the, the Alan Cummings version, character yes. in the in the musical. Yes, and uh, it's Which is, oh so good. Oh, he's so good. He's in so the, good. And, but here it's so weird because he is a he's he is one part 
school principal one part preacher like he but also yeah. a doctor and he's, he's a, a doctor because he's dr carol <laughs> and he like. has a weird kind of new england british accent yeah that's like where who are you yeah yeah and then he's also like now this also might be a time thing i am not sure but he feels also like when he's talking to is it billy the main character. The main yes. character is built. Their their names are so unique that I'm never <laughs> going to. I had to. I like. I went back and started writing all of them down because I am never going to remember who this character is or who hit the yeah. old man. Who did this thing? Like the the, the musical does. The, she Mary doesn't have a brother in the musical. They collapsed Jimmy and and Bill yeah. into uh. into one person. And and Jimmy. As, as I was briefly confused while watching this <laughs> because Jimmy is. It's mostly Bill, like so. Jimmy is the main character of the musical, and so like I had, I like that was like tripping me up, right. like trying to track that. I'm like, wait, no, Jimmy's her brother. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh. well, I feel like they also only say Ralph's name like twice throughout the movie. Yeah, but yeah. he's in the he's, whole yeah, movie. Yeah, he's there, and all he's the a time. like majorly impacts the plot. But like, I could not remember his name. And he and the piano player. Yes. Are, are two touchstones for what marijuana is supposed to do to you, really, <laughs> in this movie. Right. Well, he he at least feels maybe a little bit more accurate as far as, like, he's just sitting in a chair laughing. Like, he's not doing anything. From the most, some of the movie, he does some very bad stuff that we doesn't make you do. But other parts, he's just sitting in the chair laughing every time we see him. The piano player, on the other hand, is, like, devilishly, like, <laughs> looking around the corner, like... <laughs> giggling and laughing like ha ha I'm getting away with smoking the weed <laughs> and he goes into the back room yeah it's yeah, yeah it's and all it's it's bad it's bad it's bad <laughs> it is it is a really awful representation of what we knew marijuana did at the time we we knew that this was this was not you know groundbreaking right. knowledge oh really it just makes you do nothing <laughs> that that we, we knew and uh, so this yeah. film was made by a church group and they didn't really get distri- distribution for it in any way. And so then another company came along, bought it, and they reshot some stuff. And I searched. I could not find what they reshot. They added more what they call lascivious shots into it. But I don't know what that... So they just, like, extend some of the sex yeah, scenes, Yeah, because they wanted to use it as um, a midnight movie. Uh, an exploitation. Yes, an exploitation film in gotcha. the 40s. Huh. So, and that's what they did. So they they got it. They they put it back together. They redistributed it. And because um, independence, independently financed films had a tough time figuring out copyright law, they, they failed to file the copyright law correctly is what I understand. Hmm. And so it never got copywritten. So anybody could get it. Yeah, um, yeah if you feel like watching this for some reason... It is all on YouTube. There's like multiple yeah. uploads of it. Uh, some pretty good quality ones too. Yeah, the version I watched, there was some things added in by some editor at some point. Uh, <laughs> I noticed, much like uh, was it Manos we watched, mm-hmm. where someone they had like people had added in things later on that weren't in the original movie. No, 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 that was um, Plan Nine. Right. Sorry. Yeah, the Plan Nine we watched. Uh, there was, I think, only one moment I noticed. There is, I think it's in the principal's office or something like that. There's a frame behind him, and there was a photo of a man wearing sunglasses that was clearly from, like, 1995. <laughs> like, and it's there weird. in one shot, and it goes away, and then it comes, like, it is, and it is gone. It's only there for, like, one shot. And so it's, like, that little thing of, like, the editor, whoever put this up on YouTube, probably, like, slipped his own face 
into this cut of the movie or something. That's so fucking That's weird. weird. Yeah. People yeah. are Well, I just like I just like great. noticed out of the corner of my eyes like that doesn't look like it belongs there. And then, like the next time they cut back to that shot, it wasn't there. And I'm like, All that right. didn't okay. belong. There. <laughs> I was right. Um, and then it it got this following throughout the 50s and 60s. And in the 70s, if I've got my timeline right here, Bob Shea of New Line Cinema. So Bob Shea was one of the people who created New Line Cinema, uh, found it and then did. Um, a bunch of showings of it in California, which made it was it was when there was a point in time when California was trying real hard to legalize weed. And so they did this in conjunction with that. So a lot of people went and paid to go see it. And apparently it made New Line like a small fortune in doing this. So New Line kind of had it under their banner. It was they didn't own it. But yeah, then but this was like the first film for New Line Cinema, I believe. I yeah, like, like it was a, like New Line Cinema's right? <laughs> legacy is built on Reefer Madness. It was built Weird. on Reefer Madness, then Freddy Krueger, <laughs> then Lord of the Rings. Like it, it's really the holy trilogy. Oh, and, and Austin Powers. Like those were their big. Oh, money there's always room for a fourth in this holy trilogy. Yeah. So. Uh, but then uh, 20th Century Fox and Legend Films got together. They did the colorized version, and they own the copyright on the colorized version. Okay. So that's, that's – That's a weird – Right? That you can own a copyright for changing the color of a movie. It's bizarre, but it does make I, sense. Yeah, I, yeah, it makes sense to me that, that colorizing the film is a substantive – like that, that you are making a substantive change. Yeah. And like yeah. that's – yeah. And you are investing a lot of money in it, and like it's it, – Yeah. It, so – so that you won't see uploaded as in as many places because <laughs> it's yeah there's it's, clips and trailers yeah. and stuff on YouTube of that there's clips and I like I said I own the Rift Tracks version which is the colorized version and it's and apparently uh, as Nicole said you can get the musical on DVD and that comes with the original movie yeah. correct is it black and white yes okay. yeah in black and white though so which oh that makes sense because then it's free yes <laughs> yes they had to pay to put it on their it's DVD a yes, bonus it was, feature it's a free bonus feature yeah, yeah. you're not gonna yeah. pay for that that bonus so, feature so rather storied past for this film like it it's it's a big piece of shit. Like it's not, it's not well shot. It's not particularly well edited. There are actual flubbed lines in it. Um, there's a there's one in particular at the sort of the the climax of the movie where Jack, the drug dealer, who is always trying to fix dinner, like that's all he does. <laughs> he is always going into the kitchen to but it fix feels himself. Like he's food. also, I think the joke of that storyline is there's a lot. Of, I feel like there's a bunch of character threads that are set up and nothing is ever done with them. They're just like, there's a character trait for you and you get this one and you get that one. Yeah, you and like Jack's, food, yeah, see? Jack, <laughs> it's like Jack eats May's food. That's the that's his character. That's his thing. And so he's always just like, yeah, give me that food over there. And she's like, why don't you get your own food? Pretty that's, much. I, I, that's that, their story. That is their story and they're drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't like you bringing those kids around here. Well, I'm going to bring those kids around here. All right. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I'm going to keep telling you that I don't like it. But this brings up a, an, an example of a terrible edit uh, before I get to the flubbed line. So the opening of the movie talks about they, – they talk about May because it's May's house. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't – I think it's uh, – the, the principal is talking about it. He says, I want to take you back to yeah. – it's a woman May's drug house. And so they end it on saying May's house or something like that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But then they cut to Jack walking in the door. Uh-huh. It's a bizarre cut because yeah. 
we're talking about May, right. but we're showing Jack. We have no introduction of Jack. We just see him now. Yeah. So there's a great joke there that like, is that May? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but there's another um, moment in like editing and story structure in general that <laughs> like this movie fails miserably in. Uh, but I feel like it's one of the few moments in the movie where I was suddenly interested in the character and felt like there might, there might be some tension mm-hmm. uh, is when Bill is going to trial uh, because Jack has framed him for the murder of Mary. Yep. Uh, they're trying to make this defense of like, well, his his defense is that he was criminally insane and all this stuff, and he didn't know what he was doing. And then the prosecutors are saying like, he was sane when he went there, and he was sane when he decided to do this, and so clearly he's guilty. And there's a great twelve angry men, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm alluding to <laughs> is that we we go back in the jury the jury room with the jury. Yep. And everyone's like, of course he's guilty. Of course he's guilty. And one scared, sweaty little man is like, uh, you know, I don't think he is guilty. I don't think there's enough evidence. And so you're like, okay, somebody's on Bill's side because uh-huh. we all know Bill didn't do it. Right. So clearly this guy has it. Like, he's on his side. They're going to fight this out. We're going to, like, see what happens. It's going to be hours later. They're going to be still fighting about this. And then the nope. next scene, <laughs> like it was the very next thing is like, there's a verdict. And they come out and they're like, he's guilty. And I'm like, so that guy didn't put up any fight. He just changed his mind. Right. And so what was the point of showing us that? That no, didn't matter. No well, point. Uh, <laughs> the whole point was they they wanted to have their stupid visual gag of the guy who was leading that the deliberation or whatever uh, to to like really drive home. No, not only is he guilty, like. He should die, basically. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> yep. Oh God, uh, <laughs> I just remembered that. There, as so you know, the this, <laughs> yes, the sweaty, nervous little man is having his. You know, I don't know. Maybe he's insane. Um, and and whatever. And the guy leading it gets up, and we see. There's this like way too long, inexplicably, you see all of a sudden like a shadow of a noose hanging. (laughs) Well, first though, first yeah, yeah, you see like the pole cord, like a little round pole cord from a lamp or something, just like waving in the middle of the frame, really distractingly. That like, and then it turns into a noose, noose, and then it turns back into the pole cord. (laughs) But it's there for like three seconds, just as a pole cord, and you're like, why? Why am I looking at this? And then it becomes a noose, and you're like. No. no. That's why I'm looking no. at this. It's okay. so stupid. But uh, there's so much why. Yeah, because, why? Yeah, like, they're trying. So, okay. Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> also, the jury room sign, when they show inside the courtroom, the sign on the door is like a regular, like, just all bold letters, just straight across, normal font, like, and then they show a close-up of it later on, and it's like this very fancy italicized, like <laughs> cursive letter thing. And I'm like, no, so that's is this what a happens. Different jury room. That's what happens after you reach a verdict. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a that's how you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the like new the, sign the up. You, up, you upgrade. You like, upgrade your font. Yeah. So here's the here, this is the weird thing. They're making the film goes to great pains to bring on some mighty moral judgment to Bill. 
Right. Like everyone is looking at Bill like even when it's proven that he didn't do it, the judge is like, you're going to sit here and look at what that. you almost did. You're free to go, but you have to stay for five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just to watch. So you understand, like there's this this righteous morality coming down on yes. him. And the idea is like, he kind of got tricked into doing something. Yes. But also, he's the only one who like does anything good in the film. <laughs> he fights off a rapist. Yeah. yeah. Well- he doesn't think he's fighting off of, off off a rapist. He Fair. thinks he is fighting off his love in- interest's yes. consensual romantic partner. That this was is like fair. again. Uh, why? why? Why did you have to insert that? Why are we villainizing Bill? Yeah. I, well, like what? What did it serve? Because he serve? smoked the reefer. What Nick? did it serve to have that little glimpse of Bill thinking that she was into what was happening? Like yeah. what? What did that do? What value did that add? Yeah, it just made it just tried to make their their ham handed point about marijuana. Right. Again, that it makes you crazy. And you're bad. And you're bad. bad. I wrote down part of the opening crawl. Oh, much like Star Wars, the opening crawl in this film is necessary. Holy crap. It's long, too. Um, It just people took a long time to read. The opening crawl is particularly great because the like big sort of like thesis-y musical number in in the musical mm-hmm. is it's lifted like pretty like aggressively almost like parts of it are word for word so i'm yes. i'm very curious which parts you wrote down uh, yeah so the uh, i wrote down three different parts of it one they refer to marijuana as the real public enemy number one. That is in the music. That's in the song. Uh, and then they say it starts with violent, uncontrollable laughter. Then hallucinations. Space expands. Time slows down. And at that point, I'm like, you know, I've never smoked weed. But that doesn't sound that bad. Like, I'm in. Uh, yeah, it's clearly, clearly buying the, the wrong stuff. Yeah. Uh... But then... At the end of that crawl, it leads to that uh, smoking uh, marijuana results in acts of shocking violence. Yes. And I was like, again, I've known a lot. I live in California. (laughs) I had lots of friends who smoked regularly. I would describe 0% of them as violent people. Do you know how many students I've had walk in the door just reeking of marijuana? Eyes red. <laughs> it doesn't make them violent. Yeah. They just sit and stare. Yeah. Like, it's what I they mean, do. I mean, yeah, all of this is like, like in 2018, there's just like no. That too is yeah. just like, well, <laughs> I can't. You lost, church group who made this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is, it's like uh, arguing with this movie's central oh, yeah, thesis about yeah. how marijuana affects you is utterly absurd at this point in time no you're 100% right (laughs) like uh but I do want to say like the probably I don't want to quote riff tracks throughout this whole thing but they're they they do have what I think is one of the best jokes relating to that quote about time (laughs) expanding and all of that which is one of them just says I think these are actually the symptoms you've been hit by a train (laughs) (laughs) well that's what like it's so ridiculous like the the hard sell on this that you know worked on people yeah you know some people saw this and they're like oh, i bet my billy's smoking the marijuana yeah 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 and yeah. like did they oh i i yeah i would not be surprised yeah i mean if i'm yeah. not surprised by anyone's stupidity no, 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 no. well and, and there's also like 
if you're if you're talking about people who have zero other cultural exposure, yes. if this is your only cultural exposure, uh, yeah, I, you know, sure, I wouldn't be surprised if if a certain you know certain yeah. certain contingent of you know suburban parents with no other cultural exposure in the 40s and 50s would have watched this film and assumed that this this is what the marijuana would do to their children. <laughs> we, we keep saying it this way, by the way, because the, uh, the, the film, the film yeah. spells it with an H instead of a J. Marijuana. I'm yeah. imagining it must have been spelled that way in some part of the yeah. world, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because there's also, uh, I watched a little bit, there is another film called Marijuana with an H that came out like two years before this movie, mm. and it's kind of the same thing. Interesting. It's it like was a, a real scare. It's like a very similar, like, look at what the kids will do yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And they're like, uh, <laughs> look at them sit there and stare. There's a clip in that film that I watched where they're, they're like, again, they're dancing wildly at a club. Like, that's yeah. apparently what all these kids do when they get high is go dancing uh, and there's one woman who's like off to the side judging them and they're like if my parents would have done what they were doing I may not be here today and I'm like I don't even know what that what really does that mean, mean? <laughs> like your what parents is- couldn't have babies if they had smoked I don't know what you're yeah, saying yeah, but your argument know where doesn't you're seem going. to work yeah. on me yep. <laughs> this seems very 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 convoluted of an argument <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just wanted to make a point in that moment you had nothing to say <laughs> Whoa, that's that's really bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so I want to get to that flubbed line. And there are a couple of these throughout the film, but the biggest one and the one that stuck out to me is after Mary's been shot uh, and uh, Bill is sort of on the ground crying, um, Jack pulls May aside. Is it May that he pulls aside or is it? It's Blanche and Ralph. They well, were there. Yeah, but he's – is he talking to Ralph? I can't oh, remember now. Sorry, I'll let you finish your – well, Point, anyway, yeah. <laughs> he's talking. I think he's just talking to uh, Blanche. Okay. Um, because he's telling her, "All right, you know, here's the story, and you're sticking to it." And you. Oh, that's May. Okay, it is May, May. and Blanche look very, very similar. They do, yeah. and I, the 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 funny part about this scene has nothing to do with who he's talking to. It's no. what he's talking to, and he says, "And then you heard the, you you heard the shot," <laughs> is what he says. Yeah. Um. So he drops the line. It's weird that that was left in because they had footage that they cut to a second later of Bill on top of Mary crying. Yeah. You could have just cut there and cut that. Cut that. Right. You could have fixed that. But right. they didn't fix it. Yeah. It's – that's the weird thing to me is like this doesn't feel like an abandoned film. In, in a, it feels like – It feels a, like they finished it. And then didn't know what to do with it mm-hmm. beyond yeah. that because like – there are no other scenes that really have that egregious level of, and even though they're laughable, like yeah. they even have a couple special effects in here. So why would you yeah. leave that dropped line, yeah, <laughs> like in plain view? It's a bizarre thing to me as a filmmaker to look at and go, "You could have fixed that very easily." Yeah, maybe the editor, maybe they didn't have enough money to pay the editor to do another cut. I, I have no that's idea. Probably it. Oh, that <laughs> like, we got one it. cut. Well, that's it. It's done. But. Can we also talk about how there's no way that Mary could have been shot in that scene? Because they are wrestling with a gun at ground level. She's laying on a couch and she somehow gets shot in the middle of her back. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like when the gun goes off, 
you don't see who gets shot at first. Like, that's kind of the mystery in that shot is, like, they're wrestling with the gun, you hear it go off, and then it shows a few people, like, reacting. And right. I'm like... Which is actually decently cinematic. Yeah. It's... But, like, the first couple people they show, I would have believed could have been shot from yep. where the gun was. But then they cut to Mary, who is lying face down on the couch with, a like, a bullet hole in her left shoulder blade. And I'm like, none of that. Unless she was, like posed weirdly yeah, and then why, fell why onto the back? couch. Yep, yep. Like, there is zero way that she ever could have been shot that way. And also, immediately after she gets shot, they're like, well, she's dead. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just, yep. And Jack goes, get me some water. Yep. Like, that's the first thing he asks for. He's like, get me some water. Yeah. This goes into a thing that a lot of, not just bad movies, but movies have done throughout the ages, especially in the seven, oh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, that has always irked me and we still have this problem today of like somebody getting stabbed in the stomach and then dying within like five seconds. Yeah. Like there's no magic die button. (laughs) (laughs) I got stabbed stabbed in the die button. (laughs) So, you know, you did that. Like, you know, that that's going to take a while. Right. And this, this whole thing, like, yeah, maybe she did get hit in the heart. If that, yeah, you know, but that's but, a slow death. But like, well, she could have been, you know, the, if you get shot in the heart, it's probably going to kill you in a matter of moments. Bleeding out takes a while. Yeah. She well, no, at least you're heart... gasping or something. Right, like, right. Like, yeah. oh, she's dead. When I say slow, uh, yes. it's But yeah, it's not in, in instantaneous. Is... Yeah. Very few body parts, like percentage wise, could you shoot and kill instantly. Yeah. Like, the majority of your body is resilient enough or Boy, not... do I not know. Well, I'm what? assuming anywhere below the head yeah, This is also is also on the list of uh, not our areas That's of expertise. Yeah. We don't if know what the been fuck we're the heart, talking about. Write in and let us know how long you stayed alive. I saw an interesting uh, Tumblr thing the other day that was, like, the human body is so weird because... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, you, yeah. you saw it because I, I reblogged it. it. Please The idea is, like... <laughs> You can have I, I don't remember what the initial thing was, but my response was like you can have a, a hockey dad who gets mad and punches another guy and the guy dies. <laughs> and you can have a human being jump out of a plane, the parachute not open, bounce three times and live. Right, yeah. right. Th- that that's weird <laughs> that yeah. we're on that those many levels of that's true. Of the, the spectrum. Human body's fucking weird. It's but weird. But I still don't buy that Mary Lane is instantly dead based on this shot that shouldn't have even landed where it did. Yeah. Uh, no. Unacceptable. Yeah, like, it would have essentially, to kill her instantly, if we're saying she got hit in the heart, would have had to go, like, straight down into her back you through know. her heart. So it's a magic bullet. <laughs> yeah. It just bounced off the ceiling, bounced down into Mary, and apparently Jack's a doctor. And just knew she was dead. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's the real plot twist. Jack's the Jack's doctor. A, Jack's a, a very well-to-do surgeon. Yeah, he's actually giving this, medic- this uh, medicinal <laughs> marijuana out to all these teens. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just too hyper. <laughs> yeah. And so, Jack, can somebody tell me the difference between a Coke and a root beer? Yes. You, yes. They're different flavors of because, soda pop. Uh, what? Okay. See, that's the thing. At one point, <laughs> what? at one point, somebody goes up to Bill and says, "You know, hey, why don't you come over with me? I'll buy you a soda." And he says, "You know, I don't drink that stuff, but I'll take a root beer." Oh, soda. Okay. Well, you said Coke and Coke and soda is the umbrella that is all yes. of these things. Coke and 
Okay. What I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> well, I also... The turn this podcast just took. Uh, <laughs> I'm frustrated because in my mind growing up but and yes, now... But yes, root beer is a soda. Yes. I, I do agree. Was it not this in the 30s? did not make sense. Was root beer something different in the 30s? Well, again... We're straying into an area where... Matt, I'm looking at you. You not, should know this. I mean, I've seen Pleasantville. There's a, there's a soda jerk in that. Um, I know soda was different at some points because they would make it oh, by like, because adding of the soda. syrup yep, to things. Yep. I can't say what the terminology was at that point because uh-huh, there's uh-huh, a few times in this uh-huh. movie where they used terms and I'm like, was that even a thing? I yeah that that I can see as a, a differentiation. You used to be able point. to get like fancier like colas, like you could order a cherry coke and they would like literally just mix it there for right, you. Right, right. And so I don't know. I'm also remembering that scene slightly differently than Nick is. So it's like I don't remember the order of operations. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. But yep. I do know there's at one point where Bill says. Like, you know, don't drink that stuff just to really lay home that he doesn't imbibe anything. Uh, (laughs) But then I thought it was Jimmy who ends up wanting the root beer. No, because he says, all right, fine, I'll buy you root beer. And he says, all right, you're on. Oh, all right. But it doesn't but, matter. These people yeah. are also fucking interchangeable. Well, this is the too. weird. Well, if yeah, you that's were a alive in the thirties <laughs> and enjoy a good root beer, please tweet us. This is the thing. If this had been in Casablanca, <laughs> I would have been. I would have sat back and said, "Oh, apparently root beer was very different from soda at the time." I but in like, this movie, I'm like, "Do they just not know?" What root beer is? Because I've I... seen added into Casablanca where someone asks for a root beer and everyone in Rick's bar turns and goes, What did he just say? That I just want the one teetotaler in Casablanca. This one straight edged guy yeah. just walks in. I don't support any of this. Give me my damn root beer. I'm just here for the sweet, sweet root beer. <laughs> Hashtag sweet, sweet root beer. Yeah. Great! Somebody tweeted us because I would love to know if you if you know. <laughs> I you just in general. I just in general <laughs> Someone please, tweet at us. Um, can please, you tweet at us? Please tweet you know, at us. Oh, we're God. we're really just uh, grasping at straws now for t- conversation. We don't know much about here. heart anatomy. Yeah. We don't know how soda was. We don't in the know 30s. what the fuck we're talking about. Look, so I'm please gonna... tweet at us about things that you know about. Yeah. Please <laughs> tweet at a real bad pod. Hashtag... List of subjects that you. I have knowledge about no, it. No, I think, I think just the root beer is fine. Hashtag sweet, sweet root beer. What the fuck? Is it, is it, was it the first soda? Is soda different? I need to know this now. There's got to be a podcast out there somewhere about the history of root beer. I have to believe that. As many podcasts as there are. Yeah. yeah that's... I'm not saying like a whole podcast, but I'm saying like an, an episode of a podcast. I bet this there's seems like a whole. An, uh, well, this seems like a John's uh, Anthropocene reviewed t- oh, type topic. Oh, yeah. Let's hit him up. All right. I'll, I'll shoot him an email. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, uh, shoot John He's Green like, hey, an email. man, review some original root beer. <laughs> yeah. Please figure out the difference for us. Great. Excellent. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk a little bit about propaganda with this because, and we won't talk too much about it, but this is a, this is a bizarre example of propaganda in a time that had a lot of propaganda that was very obvious propaganda. And like, I even had that moment where I asked you guys, like, do you really think people believe this? And the more I think about it, the more I think, yeah, I can understand that, especially at that point, United States, there are plenty of very, um, 
just not intentionally, but very socially secluded um, people who the target for this would have been them anyway. Right. It you know if it's made by a church group, which is inherently going to be very socially cut off from a lot of the the information that this is trying to put out there, right? Like that church group probably doesn't know anything about this. And the people that go to church probably don't know anything about this. But when you have somebody who's in a position of authority tell you, like your pastor or whatever, tell you this is what happens, then you're more likely to go, okay, well, they're the authority. So they're going to, you know, they're going to buy it. I find this to be the weirdest of all propagandas that I've seen. Not necessarily the worst, no, not the worst. No, yeah, it's no. not the worst. Um, but it is it is a weird one. It's because, man, they go all in on from so many different levels. Well, I think and it and I'm used to propaganda having the kernel of truth to really fuck with you. Like there's some little piece of truth over here. Like they hook you with like something that you're like, well, that is true. Yes. And then they bury it deeper. Where they're like, and, so and if then you the believe lies, that. Yeah. You'll believe everything else we're saying. But yeah, this doesn't really. Like everything that. in here is wrong. Well, I think, yeah. Go ahead. I think that it is hard to make that kind of broad statement or assessment of this as propaganda because you are not it, who it is made for. Absolutely. And I think. Yeah. And I don't the, even exist in the time. Right, correct. Yeah. And so, like, you are so far removed from the intended audience of this particular piece of propaganda that it is very difficult to see. Like to not you can't not see past it. Right. Whereas like, you know, the propaganda that really is correctly targeted at you, like that part of part of the, the reason that it, that propaganda is often so effective is that like we have a very hard time seeing propaganda for what it is. Right. This is my like, you know, personal whatever anecdotal thing that like I, when I'm thinking about propaganda, I distinctly remember when I was in college. I went, I was studying abroad and like traveling around Europe with my brother. And I went to this, it was an American made museum of communism in Prague. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah. And there was this exhibit, they were talking about schooling in, uh, in like behind the, you know, behind the curtain, basically schools, schools in that era. And there was a bit about how school children began their days being indoctrinated into Soviet life. And like, and I forget the, the particular wording that they used, but it was like the first time I was, you know, I was 20 when I was there that it hit me. I was like, this is the fucking Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. That's what you are describing. Yeah. But like without, with no self, with no hint of self-awareness that you are an American writing this, like none that I can discern, <laughs> no discernible self-awareness that you are describing the practice of making five-year-olds begin their days by putting their hand over their hearts and swear allegiance to a piece of fabric like that, that that is what that is all of which is to say that like you it is very difficult to talk about the efficacy of a piece of propaganda from the outside without really grounding yourself in right. the cultural experience that it is intended to be received by. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about sort of like religious communities. Like, yeah, probably my guess is that this, this church group made this and its sort of ideal audience is other 
kind of like small church communities, like and and sub, you know suburban church parents is kind of the ideal. Well, yeah, consumer it was even, it was or called recipient. Tell Your Children. Correct. Yeah, the original title. The end of the movie that. that we didn't touch on was that the very end of the movie, when I said it just ends, it kind of does. But then it comes back to the principal who looks into the camera and says, basically, it could be your children. And so you're like, yes. oh, it could be. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Then you go find your kid and you hold them down. You're like, tell me that you did not smoke the reefers. And none of us have children. Another, yet another way in which <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, know anything about parenting. Because uh, we also don't have children. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, but I think yeah. we are per- particularly well equipped to talk about this. <laughs> this episode. Watch know, us go. Don't, don't know about kids. Don't really know about marijuana. <laughs> I don't really know about propaganda from that era that would or you know, root beer or root beer or hearts or hearts or, or what actually would kill a person. So, I was doing a little uh, side googling real quick about root beer, and it does oh seem like God. it was different. Okay, it was right. some sort of sassafras root based, like almost oh tea. Substance. God, sassafras is one of the best words. It is a good word. It's a great word. But apparently whatever they were using to make root beer at that point was banned in 1960. So root beer changed after 1960. (laughs) So There's always something. (laughs) I skimmed about two paragraphs of the Wikipedia article. That's what I pulled from it. So I think it was No, read more. Fuck this movie. I want to talk about root beer. (laughs) Sweet, sweet root beer. Hashtag sweet, sweet root beer. Look out for my podcast. <laughs> sweet, sweet root beer. With Matthew Gatos. With Matthew Gatos. Great. Because um, he couldn't think of a more clever title that quickly. Perfect. Um, no, Getting think... to the root of the problem with Matthew Gatos. Oh, no, Matt. No. That's better. No, Come on. it's not. Sweet, sweet root beer is good. That's good brand building. You've got a whole podcast here that can jump off there. I think you don't know what I, you you're know, doing. You know, let's let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're 100% right about not being able to see the propaganda, especially when it's targeted at you. I had the weird experience of growing up with my mother telling me that the Pledge of Allegiance was indoctrination. Mm. And so, oh, interesting. yeah, That's like, very interesting. so it was really weird. And she like encouraged me to not say it uh-huh. and to not even stand up. And she was like, if they give you problems, you tell them to talk to me. Um, See, I did that in high school, but that was because I was interested in dating a girl who was really rebellious and didn't stand for the pledge. So I was like, cool, I'm not standing either. I did also, I briefly didn't say it when I was in high school, but it was uh, specifically, there was a, around the time of a Supreme Court case and it was about the religious under it, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. about like the overarching practice of it as being, uh, (laughs) as being like, you know, propaganda you know yeah. no, it was super weird. it was it's like super fucking weird people in other countries are like horrified that this is a thing that we do yeah. it's fucking weird like it's just normal yeah like it's, it's but it's so normal to us yeah and the brief period where i didn't when i was in school where i didn't stand for it it was specifically about the religious component mm, right. not the overall practice that was wound yeah, up with fair, my mother same. as well that's so. like why the girl who i was interested in wasn't doing it and so then i was like yeah i'm with you and so i didn't do it but like once i stopped standing for it it just became very clear how weird it was. When you're sitting there yeah. watching everyone else around you stand up to do it, you're like, why? It's like it's a lifted from f- some yeah. fucking teen dystopian movie. Like yeah. that's, it's weird. It's very weird. So weird. Again, since we're not parents, they still do the pledge every day? 
Anyone know? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. You know. If you're a parent, write a tweet us. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet pledge of allegiance. Hashtag pledge yes or hashtag pledge, pledge no. no. I like that better. Hashtag pledge yes, hashtag pledge no. <laughs> you got a lot of homework this week, everyone. I'm, I'm excited about it, though. My Twitter is going to be on fire. Um, how do we fix what this? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> This. How do we fix it, Nicole? Now Who I thought *Reefer Madness* would be the the movie that breaks the podcast. I know, like I didn't expect it. But Maybe it's just because there's only three of us here. Yeah, we don't have anybody to like. There's no one to rein us in. Yeah. Yep. There's no one to me to look at and go, "Oh, sorry, we need, we'll be serious." Um, where, Tobin, where are you? Yeah, I was just about to say. I was like, "We need Tobin." Tobin's um, a dad. He's got oh, kids. He is. Oh my god, he is. Tobin, tweet us. <laughs> First of all, hashtag sweet, sweet root beer. <laughs> then second, I don't know if your kids are in school yet, but hashtag pledge yes, hashtag, hashtag pledge no. We're just going to get a tweet from Tobin what that's all hashtags. <laughs> Perfect. I don't oh. know what's happening. It's a question. Anyway. Nicole, how would, how would you fix this? Is it fixable? I mean... You you make the musical. You make Reefer Madness right. the musical is how you fix this. I don't. You lean into the irony, right? Yeah, you, you lean into the over the top absurdness. I will say there are a couple changes that the musical made beyond. So it, it's it's very much as I said before, a like pretty faithful <laughs> retelling of this exact same story. They did collapse. Uh, four characters into two. So yeah. I already mentioned Jimmy and Bill become just Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, May and what's the other? Blanche. 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 May and Blanche are also just May in in the musical as well. And I, I think like, I think you could do that here too. And, you know, if nothing else, would just simplify some things just because like what? I don't, yeah, I don't really know why. What happens to May in this movie? Right. Yeah, that's, Yeah. Blanche gets like the big payoff of confessing everything and then jumping out a window. I did not even realize until you were giving the plot summary that that wasn't May. Uh, I like in my head, I like mentally collapsed them. The main uh, thing that's aside for me is there's the piano playing scene, and both May and Blanche like interact in that scene. Right. So that's where I was like, okay, you're that one. Yeah, Yeah, but a couple times if you look down or if you look away or something, I could see that. Yeah. They both have like short curly blonde hair so it's yeah. like yeah yeah they're Shrug. both wearing the si- similar things <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i don't know i mean i again i don't really think that there's a whole lot you can do to fix this it's also i like i am not the person to fix this because i think uh, like fix is a question of of uh, of intent and mm. this movie is trying to do a thing that like I I don't agree with its its sort of end game its objective sure right so how how do I like how do I quote unquote fix something that you don't want to fix right that like I like I fundamentally disagree with so whose whose like you know core objective is something that I don't agree with so I don't I don't really know how you go about fixing it uh, or I don't think I don't think that I am the person to answer the question of how you fix it other than to say. You make Reefer Madness the musical. Which has already the been end. done. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you need to see it. It's pretty good. Oh, I, saw, I watched a couple clips and it looks good. It's very fun. Like, it's delightful. I did, anyway. know, I did not know it existed, but I definitely, like, I don't, 
I had the idea that Reefer Madness, like I had heard the term, I knew it was a movie. I didn't know if it was a recent thing. I didn't know if it was like a 30s movie. Like in my head, yeah, it is. And like I, I'm guessing I was aware of the 2005 thing when it came out. Like that, I was in high school about to go to college. Like that seems like the time I would have heard of that existing. Sure. And so I think I had always just knew Reefer Madness was a movie about marijuana, and I knew nothing beyond that. So this was at least an experience of seeing it and realizing what it is. I mean, <laughs> but... a lot of people put this on the same plane as uh, Plan 9. Eh, like, this th- doesn't not have as much in it for me oh, no. as Plan 9. <laughs> like, Plan 9 isn't good, but it has a plot throughout it that, like... Well, Plan 9 is also harmless, Yes, that's true. It's adorable and harmless. Yeah. This, I do feel like, is harmful. Like, in what it... Even if... Even if I give them a little bit of credit and I say... Or give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, let's say, and just say their hearts were in the right place. Like, they wanted to protect children. Okay? Fine. But it's still, I think, the end product is something that messes up some very key, important things about drugs... That is bad. Well, I mean, even within the movie itself, like, somebody gets wrongly accused of murder in this plot line that they've developed in a way of to convince you that kids shouldn't do drugs. And it's like, I get where you're coming from in that roundabout way of drugs made this happen. Yeah. But not really. Really criminals made this happen. Also, Mary Lane um, smokes pot once and gets (laughs) raped and murdered for it. Oh, I was going to (laughs) bring that up. Who gets punished in this movie? Mary Lane. Just Mary Lane. Just Mary Lane. Lane No, also Blanche. Yeah, also, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The women. The The women women get fucking punished. Everyone who does all the bad stuff is fine at the end. Uh, Jack dies. Um, (laughs) Everyone else, though, like, like Ralph... Is fine. The men get redeemed ultimately. Yeah. The, like, Ralph is an attempted rapist <laughs> doing and a murderer. Yep. And as far as we know, at the end of the film, nothing has yet happened to him. Right. And then yeah. Bill gets let off. Yeah. Even though we got the weird thing where he thinks he's beating up a consensual partner. He does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Who runs over the guy? Uh, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy. Which that was also confusing. Yeah. Because at one point they say he was alive, and then later on. Jack, Jack tells says him he's he dead. Died. Well, that's just to keep him quiet. Yeah, I think. I'm giving it too much. Yes, credit. no, I, I, I that, I, that, that felt me, right. But yeah. the fact that it never came up once more in the movie, <laughs> I was like, so was he dead? Like, did he die later? And Jack was just keeping up with him. No, like, I mean, I think, I think weird. that is just that's that is how the movie is addressing the the loose end of yeah. of like yeah. here is somebody else who we are told is upstanding and good, and why isn't he Look at saying all the people that are harmed yeah, by you yeah. getting into marijuana, blah, blah, Jimmy? Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, Plan anyway, Nine is much cuter. How would you Matt, fix how would this? you fix it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can do anything to it. Like it, it's such a like, like like Nicole said, like. I don't think I'm the one to fix it either, but I also I don't know that anyone should fix it because if if in fixing it are you making it more effective right as propaganda right and like are you is cuz if you make it more convincing and if you make it more realistic but still have the overall theme be that like marijuana leads to murder and rape like <laughs> you're going to make a more convincing propaganda film and it's like <laughs> I don't want that yeah like 
Yeah. So no, nobody in this room wants that. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> just so right we're perfectly record, clear. Yeah. Yeah, just so uh, record. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess just like make it half baked instead. Just like <laughs> just watch half baked. Like that's not my real. That's not my recommendation at the end. But like if you're gonna make this better, just make it funny and make it like half baked. Interesting. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like make it a comedy of like about losers. I, maybe. Yeah. Like I'm just saying. Like Jack and May. Should be more like comic foils, I think. If like, I don't think that I don't think this movie exists in what is there. Like, you can't just make them funny characters. But I think like, if you wanted to do like a satire of this that isn't just like a straight up musical, like, you could really play up the the weirdness of all this stuff and yeah. lean into it. And yeah, and it's not gonna make a good movie, but it might make a slightly more enjoyable movie. It's tough for me because. I think you're 100% right. I think the musical fixed this. It made it into a good piece of entertainment that still celebrates the ridiculousness of this movie and yet is compelling and and interesting and fun. And that's so there's that. I I think there is validity to saying no we're going to make let's make a movie that is more honest. Um, and let's make a movie about heroin addiction in the 1930s. Holy crap, that would have been um, something that I haven't seen. I think The Man with the Golden Arm was from the 50s or 60s, and, and that was about heroin addiction, and I think heroin addiction is fucking scary, and is right, possibly like maybe something... Right, something that's actually addictive. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I think, I think re- recalibrating your sights for something that's like, Look, I don't like I'm not if I'm on their heads, this is not me. I'm saying yes. if I'm them, it's like I don't like marijuana. But the the real problem here is addiction, and we've got addiction in all kinds of places. They'd just gotten out of the roaring twenties and and you know, yeah. prohibition and everything. So we know that addiction is a problem. So let's we can focus on that. And I think there could be something to do there. I don't know yeah. for sure. Could in the in nineteen thirty six version about Tide Pods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway. we do that. Okay. <laughs> we have the skills, guys. That's the one thing we do have the skills yeah, to talk actually, about we, and make. Yeah, we could. We could do that. That's what we're going to do next, guys. We're going to make... Tide Pod Madness. Tide Pod Madness. Coming soon to a theater near you. Reefer Tide Pods. No, that's... Oh, don't, don't make them more enticing, <gasps> Oh, God, Nick. people are going to smoke Tide Pods. Oh, <laughs> anyway, Nicole, how do you rate this film? Uh, like I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> so I rate all of my movies on this podcast on an enjoyment scale, one to five sunglass wearing emoji dudes. I feel like I didn't hate this movie in the way that I've hated right. a lot of other things that we've watched for this. And yet at the same time, I feel like this movie did actually like the worst thing, which is be boring. Like that like I want like I, I was just bored more like there were a few moments where I felt like a flash of annoyance or anger, <laughs> like a, oh, oh. some level of emotion greater than like, I'm just very bored now. And so, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a one out of five for me. It, I, mm. it's, it's soul. Maybe I, I would almost give it a two out of five. That additional, the like sole piece of enjoyment that I get out of this movie is seeing 
how close the musical is to it. That's it. Like, but it's it's nothing in its own like merit sure. that that I enjoy about it. That's fair, Matt. How do you rate this? Uh, I was not as bored by it. I kind of like didn't enjoy it as a movie, but the watching experience, I had fun. Like, I kind of felt like I was able to do my own riff tracks. Yeah, like in my head, or like like at a certain point, I just started like talking out loud to the movie. I'd yeah. Like, oh, this oh, movie Billy, is no. This is a super easy movie to do that too. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's constantly just like the most obvious thing is about to happen, and you're just like, Billy, don't, Billy, you did it. Good job. I'm sure uh, there are a lot of my neighbors that heard me go, root beer. <laughs> Nick is real hung up on the root I beer. I am very hung up on it. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say I enjoyed watching it. Um, but yeah, not as much as Crossroads. So <laughs> this gets like a three out of five possessed mushroom puppets. Cool. Right, middling. Yeah. Solidly yeah. middling. Yeah, like middling. I didn't dislike watching it. And compared to some of the movies we've watched, I definitely enjoyed it more. Yeah. So yeah. It's a solid three out of five. I rate all of these movies based on categories, just like Storms. A category one, eh, it's fine. Might even enjoy it a bit. And category five is real bad and never want to have it see or happen to me again. Um, I'm closer to Matt's boat for sure. This is an ineptly made film. Like, it was not made by filmmakers or storytellers. It's obvious. Like, this is, this, and, and that is always painful for me to, to watch. Sometimes you do get people like David Lynch, who was a painter and comes to filmmaking, you know, or Stanley Kubrick, who was a stills photographer who comes to filmmaking and they are able to do something sort of majestic. But here that's obviously the talent is not there Um, and the drive to use the medium, especially relatively still new medium in 1936. Like they, they, you know, they did what they could and it's, it's, the the filmmaking was not fun to watch. I did get some giggles out of it. Like I did, I, I didn't find it painful. This is not like things for me was a labor to yeah. sit through. Um, like and, I could watch this again. Yeah. If like somebody I know hadn't seen it and wanted to watch it. Yeah. Like I could watch this with them again. Things I'd be like, you're on your own. Yes, I, I gave my DVD to Sam because yeah. I was like, no, I'm never going to watch this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. If I would love to watch the musical again, and maybe that would be like an interesting, like date night. Yeah, you know, if somebody else wanted to watch it, and then you could watch that, and then watch Reefer Madness, the original, and just be like, "Let's t- t- look." This came from yeah. this. Right. Hell of a litmus right. test for a date. You know, <laughs> I do a podcast about bad movies. Yeah, don't judge me. They know what they're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now I just. Sad. No, oh, no, no. I think it's a good litmus test. Yeah. I think um, it's a strong litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this a two. This is a category two. It's definitely a bad movie, and it it's also a little bit harmful. Like right. I don't I don't feel like this is a. I don't enjoy what it's putting out into the world, and that's a that's a big deal to me. But at the same time, it's so ineptly made that it's kind of cute. Uh-huh. Um, well, and especially and. Today, yes. yes, it is not harmful right, at all. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I, I would argue with that. There are still some. There's some harmful ways that women are treated that are very subtle. That that are. Yeah. I think it is more harmful now for those things. Yes, that at the yes. time it wouldn't have been harmful for. Right, right, like right. one of the things that's alluded to in the movie is when they're going through with the FBI cases of like they're like 
this man was addicted to weed and he murdered his whole family with an axe. And they're like, and then there's this even worse case of a woman who was busted with five men during a raid. Yeah. Right. That is worse to right. them right. than a man who axe murdered his family. Yeah. Yeah. Is a woman who just was with five men. Yeah. 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 Which is like, what? Yeah. Yep. So in that regard, it's treatment of women. Yes, it is yeah. still very harmful. Yes, it is. And I, I think as we talked about something that people probably don't notice on first viewing, the idea that the only people who are really punished aside from Jack are women. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, Jack, I was kind of rooting for Ralph. <laughs> he was beating him to death with the, the fire poker. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, get him. Um, what happened to Jimmy? He was in the court. He was in the courtroom. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. they're like, Jimmy and uh, the, the Lanes are like super happy that Bill gets off. Yeah. <laughs> they forget their daughter's dead. Right. They like don't um, seem to give a shit about their dead daughter anymore. They're just real stoked that Billy yep. got off. Yeah. Which was like, fucking well, at weird. at least you didn't kill her. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was very weird. Whatever. Uh, By that point in time, I was so checked out. But just... <laughs> yeah, Well, it's, it's that, uh, another thing like you were saying, like it's ineptly made of like, this church group doesn't know anything about marijuana when they're writing about people who are smoking it. Right. They also don't know anything about the court system or how detectives work. Right. And so, like, every part of this movie is written in the way that they want it to have happened. Yes. 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 Oh, God. Yeah. It's like a it's a it's it's a fantasy. Yes. And, and yes. that is even more gross. Yes. yes. No, fuck it. I'm taking this down to a one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up, no, d- downgrading it. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Downgrading it to yeah, a three. 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 Yep. It's a three. I gave it three ratings, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two. Then it was a one. Now it's a three. No, it's a three. That that is really gross. I want to move on to our real good segment where we would try to recommend something real good uh, to get the taste out of your mouth from Reefer Madness. Mine is pretty straightforward. I am going to recommend a film that is funny um, and downright terrifying about drug addiction, and that is going to be Train Spotting. If you have never seen Train Spotting, it is an absolutely wonderful film. I think it's Danny Boyle's best film. I think it's Ewan McGregor's best work. Um, or at least some of his best work. And it treats uh, drug addiction in a way that the characters are funny and the situations become funny, but the addiction is not funny. And the drug use is not funny. And the ramifications for everything that happens are very direct. And so it, it's it, it's not a thing where... Um, ostensibly the women are punished like when Renton Ewan McGregor's character does something bad he sees the repercussions for that and it is it's a stunning film uh so I highly recommend it train spotting Danny Boyle's train spotting check it out Matt what is your real good uh my real good is as usual not necessarily a good film but (laughs) something but better than better than probably um (laughs) I haven't watched it in a very long time but it is set in the 30s, and it is indirectly referenced in this movie because at one point there's a newspaper headline. I think it's about Mary's death or something like that. And there is a little sub-headline to the side of, like, Dick Tracy solves crime. <laughs> and it's like a little Easter egg to the, the fact that, like, at the time, the comic of Dick Tracy existed. Yep. Uh, so I am going to recommend the movie from 1990. Dick Tracy, starring Warren, Warren Beatty, Beatty, Madonna, and Al Pacino. All and right. That little kid from Hook. Yep. <laughs> that is one of the weirdest movies. It's so yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched that as a kid and like loved it somehow. But like, 
I watched it, I think the last time I watched it was honestly like probably 10, 15 years ago. And like the makeup is amazing, but also super creepy in oh, that movie. Oh, it's upsetting. And yeah. somehow, like I had toys of that movie when I was a kid. Oh no, they were trying to, they were writing the Batman I guess. Yeah, they were writing uh, the Batman things like comic books and what do we got? What do we got? We'll do this. Warren Beatty yeah. wants to do Dick Tracy. So they did a whole toy run. They yeah. did everything. But it's a really it's... weird movie because one, Warren Beatty should not have been playing Dick Tracy. No. Uh, he just got to. Well, he um, was directing, I yeah. think. So. And, uh, but Madonna's good in it. She sings. Uh, and Al Pacino, just look up like Dick Tracy <laughs> makeup. Yeah. <laughs> like, look up all the characters that, like, Al Pacino plays, and then look up all the characters that are in his little, like, gangster gang table thing that he has. There's some very fun. As far as, like, comic uh, adaptations go, pretty good job. Like, it's they actually fine. made the characters look like the yeah. characters, which not a lot of comic book movies do. So, it's fine. Go watch it's, Dick Tracy. Let me know if it's, it's still good. It's not really a kid's movie. It's a weird thing because it was aimed yeah. at kids, but uh, it's very... Well, it's a lot. I think some of those movies, like especially like I as a kid, like watched a lot of like the Tim Burton Batmans and stuff, and those movies are dark and weird when you Violet. watch them now. Yeah. yeah. But like as a kid, I was buying all the toys and getting the Happy Meals with the Batmobiles in them, so they were selling them to like a weird... Yeah, that's true. The, the weird kids, me. Well, and me, I mean, to be fair. Nicole, what is your real good for today? This is not surprising at all. I am going to suggest that you watch <laughs> uh, Reefer Madness, the mu- movie musical. Hell yeah. You got Alan Cummings. You got Kristen Bell. You got uh, Anna Gosteyer. You got- John Kassir. Uh, Nev Campbell has a has a bit part. Oh, yeah. Because her, her brother is Jimmy. Uh, she's She runs the soda shop. And yeah, I forgot it, about that. Yeah, it's great. There, It's, you know- it's a delightful, delightful film. I was trying to think of TV shows because I always recommend TV shows, but I I got nothing. I'm no, just gonna I, I'm, I'm just gonna leave yeah. it at, leave it at that. <laughs> I guess Weeds. Oh yeah! <laughs> watch the first few seasons of Weeds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't I mean yeah? Don't 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 watch all of Weeds. Watch like the first three seasons of Weeds. There we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of, wow, I almost said Dear Hank and John. I've been doing a lot of work for the last week. The other one. The other one. Uh, this is going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. Uh, we are a part of the Cage Club Network. You can go to cageclub.me to check out all of the other shows uh, that are on the Cage Club Network. My personal favorite right now is a show called The Contenders with Tobin Addington and his sister, Aislinn. Uh, and they talk about... Uh, Movies that feature heavy hitting women in power, positions of power, whether they be in front of the camera or behind the camera. And I got to be on an episode about aliens that did not go as I expected it to go. <laughs> um, and uh, Nicole is also on an episode that no, is airing. Coming out the same week as this yeah, episode. Yeah, it should be out this Wednesday, I think. Yep. So uh, definitely check that out. And you can find us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter. And, of course, uh, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on Google Play now and on Stitcher. We're trying to get to some other places as well. So, uh, Matt, where can everybody find you? Find me on the Internet at Matthew Gatos. Excellent. Nicole? I am at Sweeney Says. Uh, you can also find Snark Squad at SnarkSquad.com or the podcast at SnarkSquad.com slash pod. And, of course, also on iTunes. And, and yeah, all the, wherever else. you're listening to this podcast, yep. probably. It's, cool. Eventually, we're probably not going to be on SoundCloud, but, you know, that's that's a ways. Yeah, one day. One day. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and next week we'll be delving into one of the most bizarre sequels I have ever seen 
in my life, and I'm very excited about it. So until then, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.